0: Sheni Peric Base, Mishnah Dalad 24. We continue to discuss the same topic as we have for the past two Mishnayas. Here we talk about certain leniencies that apply to Karshinan, Bitter Vetch. Um, we will get to the topic of leniencies regarding Truma, which is how we got into this discussion, but first we'll discuss certain leniencies that apply to Karshinum when they are Misershani. Um just a moment of background here, this bitter vetch stuff is a grain actually. The the kernels look a lot like red legumes. And you prepare it essentially by soaking in water um, a bunch of times to take a lot of this bitterness out um, before you turn it into food. Now, since the taste is really bitter and unpleasant, under normal circumstances, human beings don't eat karshinum. They avoid bitter vetch if they can. But it's edible, and um, there have been times when people did resort to eating it, certainly in times of famine. So it can be eaten. And since it can be eaten as food, um, if one cultivates it, it's treated as food to the extent that there are halachas um, the tithing applies to it. The rules of, of Hafrashos, Maeser Shani, and truma, etc., all apply to Karshina, since it can be eaten by human beings. But in fact, normally it's just used as animal fodder, and that's true even to the present day where it's cultivated for animal fodder. So, uh, with that, the mission says inside Karshina Maeser Sheni. First, let's talk about karshinam that have the Maeser Sheni Kadusha. That means you cultivated these karshinam you separated the Maeser Sheni, you bring it through Shalim, Ye Achlu Tzimchonim. When you eat them, uh, you have to eat them when they're so uh, green and fresh, because once they dry out, they become totally inedible, and then you've wasted it, and that's disallowed, the same way in Tilt on the Fenugreek of the previous Mishnah, you have to eat it, shani before it goes to waste and gets hard, so too when it comes to Karshinim. In addition, when it comes to karshini Maishrashenie, v'nechnasen They can come into Yerushalayim and then go out again. Now that is unusual. The normal rule when it comes to Meisr Shani is if foodstuffs that have Kedushas Meisr Shani come into Yerushalayim, there's no turning back. You can't redeem them in Yerushalayim, you can't take them out of Yerushalayim, you must eat them there. An exception to that rule is the karshinim we have here, where one is allowed to take them out of Yerushalayim. Now the reason why this leniency exists is because the karshinim aren't really food. It's like really second class food or only bideevid food, and therefore there are leniencies that apply. Um, more than that, actually, we're not being that lenient. We're not actually saying you can take the karshinim home with you. What we're saying is you can do the milling, like the uh, the grinding, etc., the production of bitter veg bread outside of yushalayim. Yushalayim, I'm sure, was rather crowded and hectic um, when during the holidays and people were producing lots of much food, etc., etc. So you can um, do the production of your bitter veg bread out of yushalayim, but then you have to bring it back into yushalayim and consume it here. So, who here, meaning here, inside Yusha lime So that's what it means here. You can take it out, because we're lenient, but you still have to bring it back. Now, nitmu, if it becomes tame, so normally when it comes to maestr shenny, if you have maestr shenny food that becomes tame, it's not that big a deal. You just redeem it, um, putting the kadushan onto a coin, as we've seen already. You'll eat that foodstuffs, and then you'll use the money to buy um, other foods for consumption, and that's allowed even inside Yushalayim. In other words, you're not allowed to redeem food stuffs in Jerusalem that have kadusha's and Meisr-Sheni, but that's if it's Tahor. If it's tameh, you can. But, ironically, at least Rabbi Tarfon is going to be strict, and Rabbi Tarfon is going to say, you are not allowed to redeem Meisr Shani Karshinim that became Tame. And the reason why is because there's a general rule. One isn't allowed to redeem food that has um, some level of Kedusha if when you deconsecrate it, the plan is to give it to animals. That's considered to be disrespectful, and therefore we just don't do it. So normally you cannot... Um, be mechalel, deconsecrate kadosh food if the game plan for that food stuff is to give it to animals. Now, Reptarfin says, listen, this is normally animal food and therefore, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking you're going to give this to animals, says he. We're likely to give it to animals. And therefore, since that's the probable game plan, Reptarfin is ironically strict when it comes to Karshinan, that our maestro that became Talme, and says, unlike other foods which are more lenient, when it comes to Karshinan, that's my Shani, that's Tame, you may not redeem it because it will end up being given, given to animals, which is not acceptable, says he. And therefore, your plan B is when you make the the dough from your kashinim, the Tame dough, what you'll have to do is you'll have to mix that kashinim flour um, that you're preparing the dough with with another batch of flour such that the quantity of Tame ingredients that you're putting into this composite dough of, of you know, let's call it flour plus vetch, together, the vetch component is less than a kabetza. If the veg component is less than a kabetza, the tuma that therein cannot be transferred to the rest of the dough because food that's less than a kabetza inside cannot transfer a tuma. And that the case, Reb says, isos." You should divide up your bitter vetch, dough or flour into other batches of dough um, in which the in, amount of bitter vetch you put in is less than a kibetzah. That way you end up making this into bread and eating it into your shalim, keeping the rules of Maish as they should be, and yet not conveying tuma from the bitter vetch beyond. So that's what it says here. le'isos. You divide it up into lots of um, smaller doughs. V'chacham omrim yipadu. are lenient. And they say it's not a problem, since really this karshina stuff isn't really food. Um, we're lenient, and we allow you, uh, when it becomes tummy to redeem it like any other maestro sheni and if you end up feeding it to animals so be it we're not we're not particularly um, uh, we're not mocked on that because it's normally animal food anyway so what's the big crime over here it says the cham and that would be the halacha and now we get back to the topic of truma which was our original discussion here when it comes to karshinim that have truma sanctity again you cultivated these karshinim it's really normally animal food, but you've set it aside also as truma, and therefore normally it's eaten by animals, but could be hum- eaten by human beings. Vishal truma, if you are a human being um, and you are planning on dealing with it. So it's got truma Kadusha nevertheless, b'shamim omrim, shorin v'shafim b'tahara, you must work with it in the status of tahara as is the case for normal truma meaning you have to soak it but tahara using washing your hands first the shuffle but tahara, if you're going to scrub it or you shafen different shot them it could well mean that that's the process of um the soaking and the and the grinding up to make the bread out of these like little red lentil like beans of the veg. Whatever the case is, uh, if you're working with it, if you're eating with it, and so on and so forth, you have to always keep it batara because it's true, it says Beishamai, Umachilin betuma. The only difference is if you're actually feeding it, Ma'achilin, right? So that's a hip feel like you're causing it to be eaten by animals, says the Bartanora. That says shot. So if you're feeding it to animals, then it can be done betuma. You're allowed to feed it to animals in a state of tumma, meaning without washing your hands first, because, anyways, it's not human food now, it's animal food, and therefore no reason to keep it tahara. That's Beishamai Shita. Beis Hillel, Omrim, Shorin, Batara, Betara, Beis excuse me, Beis Hillel, are lenient. And they say it's no problem. You are indeed allowed to, um, under normal circumstances, not wash your hands before dealing, working with this food, because just like Tilton, Karshin is not normally human food. He does, however, say just like he did back by Tilton, if you're going to be soaking it in water, and which is part of the process of making the veg into bread. So there he wants you to do it betahara because the same reason as before, if you are both putting it in water for shri or for soaking, you're being you're readying it to become tame, and then you're also using tame hands, you're making it tame both steps at once, no good. He wants a hecker, he wants something that will keep you mindful of the fact that these karshinum are truma, and therefore that would prevent a non-kohen from eating it inadvertently or letting a non kohen eat it. So and betahara. The sharia, the soaking in the water, has to be done with washed hands because it's both the heksher and the conveying of them at the same time. But vishafin, you can do the scraping or scrubbing or the grinding, whatever it is. Umachilin, feeding it to animals. Batuma, that can be done with Batuma. So he's more lenient, meaning he allows the production to happen um, of this and the processing of this crushing to happen without washed hands. He's lenient. And that would be the din. Now, we have two other sheets coming here. One sheet is the shita of Shammai. So Shammai is going to argue with base Shammai, which is quite unusual. Not that unusual, but it's quite unusual. Um, and here it's a case where Shammai is going to be stricter than his school that followed in. And Shammai Omer ye'achlu serid. It has to be eaten serid. It has to be eaten uh, bone dry. That is to say, um, when one feeds it, say, to the animals, so he has to make sure that when he does the feeding it's already dry, and, and that being the case, um, it's, or it's eating himself, eating, people eating it, it has to be done um, when it's dry, so it doesn't, it doesn't look like you're intentionally conveying tumma to it with your tummy hands. Um, you're eating it uh, with dry, and it's not hoksha, it's not now currently wet to become tummy. And finally, Rabbi Akiva is more mekal than everybody. Rabbi Akiva Omer, kol maasein betuma. Rabbi Akiva says, when it comes to karshinin, it's just not human food, really, and therefore, if people are eating it, it doesn't matter. Um, the The whole handling of it, to prepare for the animals, and grinding it up, and so on and so forth, all can be done in a state of tuma, no hand washing required. As simple as that. The halacha does not follow Rabbi Akiva; the halacha follows Beish Excuse me, base Hillel. Uh, as we said before, which means that one can um, deal with it without washing his hands first, but he can't do Sharia soaking and uh, with the Tuma hands, doing both the writing for Tuma and the conveying of Tuma in the same step.